Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. There's an old saying, a true friend is someone who has seen us at our worst and still loves us. Now, if you've seen me only on my good days, when everything's going my way, and you say that I am your friend, well, there's really no guarantee that you're my friend, my true friend. But when you have seen me at my worst, at my most self-absorbed, most arrogant, unpleasant self, when I'm very hard to deal with, and you still love me, then yes, I know that you are a true friend of mine. I think Jesus is trying to teach us this in the gospel for this weekend. In the gospel, we pick up exactly where we left off last week. Jesus is still with his apostles in the upper room, celebrating the Last Supper. And Jesus tells his apostles, and now us, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Well, Jesus announces to his apostles, the source of his love for them is the love that the Father has for him. Inasmuch as the Father loves Jesus, Jesus commands the apostles and now us to become part of that oneness by living within that Trinitarian community of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In order to live that love, it requires a way of life for us, determined by following the commandments of Jesus. Now that cuts to the heart of the message that Jesus is trying to preach to us this weekend. To be a disciple of Jesus, and we are, to be a follower of Jesus, that lives in the love of Jesus Christ means to do something. And that doing is determined by our following the commandments and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Next, Jesus says, Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Well, if you look at Jesus' life, his whole life was based upon doing the will of the Father. And because of that, Jesus remained in the love of the Father. What's the implication for us? Jesus is telling the apostles and us, we are to repeat in our relationship with Jesus exactly what Jesus had always with the Father, which is a loving mutuality shown by the unconditional observance of Jesus' teachings. Now, why is Jesus telling us this? Why is it so important for us to understand it? Because the joy that Jesus had received from the relationship of oneness and being obedient to the will of the Father, we too will share in that same sense of joy and fulfillment. That's why Jesus says next, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. 
if we keep commandments and teachings of Jesus, just as he did, then our joy will be complete. Why? Because it's precisely in keeping the commandments that Jesus invites us into that chain of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now we become, for lack of a better term, a living link in the chain that exists within the Holy Trinity. So what is Jesus' commandment? Love one another as I have loved you. You know, it reminds me of that statement that St. Augustine once made. He said, love God and then do whatever you want. Love God and then do whatever you want. Well, what he meant by that is if we truly love God, and we do, then Jesus' teachings, the sacraments, Jesus' lifestyle becomes part of our makeup, part of our identity and who we are. Well, when that happens, then yes, we can do whatever we want because whatever we do will always be guided and influenced by Jesus Christ. So then it begs the question, how did Jesus love us? Well, I would argue in many different ways. First, he loved us through his word. He created this entire universe by his word. He didn't use heavy machinery or equipment or roll up his sleeves with muscles. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let us create man in our own image and likeness, and humanity sprang into being. Another way that God loves us is through humility. Jesus stripping himself of all of his glory and majesty and being born like you and I into this world, taking on our human nature. Another way that Jesus loves us is that God gives us teachings. He gives us the Beatitudes, the two greatest commandments, how to live out our faith, how to treat others. Finally, God has loved us in the greatest way, by dying on the cross. That's why Jesus says, No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. God's love has no limits, even to the extent of giving his life away for us. So now we begin to understand Jesus' command for us and the apostles to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And see, that's the heart of the message for this weekend. Now, I think what is an inherent problem is the misunderstanding of that notion of love when we hear Jesus say that. There's a tendency for us to naturally think about it in terms of an emotion or feeling. Well, that's not the case. If it were true, we would be an emotional wreck. We can't literally fall in love with everyone in this world. I think what we have to do is turn to Thomas Aquinas to find out and to best understood interpret what love one another really means. Thomas Aquinas says, when Jesus commands us to love one another, it means to will the good of another. And so you can come up to a person, whether you know them or not, and you can say, I will the best for you. I will the best life and the best health. I live, will the best family and best career for you. And I will pray for you and I will counsel you and I will help you within any means that I have. Now, Aquinas would say, well, you just loved that person because you willed the best for them. See, this is the reason why 
we can love even a complete stranger and why we can follow Jesus' commandment that he's giving us here this morning. Next, Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I call you my friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. Well, now Jesus tells us the quality of his love. It's the greatest of all. There is not a love greater than Jesus' love for us. See, now Jesus is telling us the priority of his love. The apostles and us, through no act of our own will or any physical effort on our part, are being drawn into the relationship with Jesus. Instead, Jesus considers us his friends, who loves us without limits. With this friendship now comes consequences. Just like we all have friends, in order to maintain that friendship, we have to work at it. We have to be constantly working and talking to that friend, helping them out, and vice versa. Well, the same thing holds true with our friendship with Christ. We must nurture that friendship through a daily prayer life, an active Eucharistic life, coming to Mass every week, and a lifestyle of stewardship. Next, Jesus says, It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. Well, this is at the very heart of the spiritual life, is the recognition that we have been chosen by God to enter into a relationship with him. Remember the call of Jeremiah? God says to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were even born, I dedicated you. A prophet to all the nations, I appointed you. See, that's the level of friendship or intimacy that God has or wants with us. Now, we have to realize the initiative always lies with God. From the very beginning of creation, throughout salvation history, it's always been God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who have continually seized the initiative to choose us and call us so as to enter into a relationship with God. And that relationship with God will bear fruit. Give you a great example of that. Turn to the first reading from Acts of the Apostles. Here we see Peter. He's preaching to the Gentiles, which are non-Jews. And he's following that command to love one another. Peter is preaching to the Gentiles so that they can come and believe in Jesus. And they do and are baptized. And so Peter follows that commandment. Well, so too with us. We can love one another in our own way. We can will the good for all people, even complete strangers. And we do it in little ways. Maybe we're a little bit more patient with people, a little bit more kind and forgiving, a little bit more compassionate. We tend to the needs of others before our own needs. See, these are ways in which we cultivate and nurture that friendship that we have with Jesus Christ. And in doing so, yes, we will bear fruit. And our friendship and our faith in Christ will always grow stronger. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest in you always.